With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Greetings, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to my new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast series. We have been overwhelmed with the responses that people have shared from listening to these messages on my SiriusXM show over the years. Those listeners, and they're sharing my show with their network, telling people about it, telling their family members, their friends, and their coworkers about this show and the impact it's having on their lives. That's the main reason that this show is now number one for self-help in America, and I'm very grateful. Yet, we realize that many people do not have satellite radio and therefore could not experience for themselves the message. They could not get it for themselves. So we are now sharing these messages with everyone via this new podcast. Enjoy it and share it with your network. And let's help even more people to do more, be more, and achieve more. Tell everybody so that they can live a Wealthy Ways life as well. Welcome to the new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. And remember, your best is yet to come. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly.
only just a minute. Yep. Only 60 seconds in it. Uh-huh. Forced upon me, can't refuse it. Come on now. Didn't seek it, didn't choose it. Yes. But it's up to me to use it. Uh-huh. I must suffer if I lose it. Well. Give account if I abuse it. Uh-huh. Just a tiny little minute. Yes. But an eternity is in it. Hit it! Time to hit it, folks. You're listening across America from coast to coast, border to border, in every one of our continental states to Willie Jolly. And I am excited to be on the air again. I'm grateful for another opportunity to share with you the best and the brightest in the world. You know, I've been I've been just blessed to have a Rolodex that has been grown over a number of years and uh, friendships and relationships with people who are the thought leaders. And today, again, we are going to bring you another example of people who have shaped thinking and shaped America by incredible responses in their writings, in their thinking, in their works, and we're grateful. You know, I always take a moment at the beginning of a show to say I am grateful for the show. I'm grateful for my television shows on TV, uh, PBS and CBS TV. I'm grateful for syndicated radio here as well as my daily shows in a number of markets. But most of all, I give God glory for life. For life, every day I am blessed, not for what I have, but for just another day of life. To be able to use the gifts I've been given to try and empower and inspire and encourage other people. And so I'm grateful for what God has given me. And I am always thankful for just another opportunity to do what I've been given the gifts to do. You know, we say it every week. God's gift to us is life. Our gift to God is what we do with our lives. And I'm always encouraging you. To live the best life, to be a life where you become a giver, that you're doing something to empower others, inspire others, to lift others. Because we make a living by, we make a life by what we live, they say, but you really make a, a legacy by what you give. And so we want you to be mindful. As I spoke to a group yesterday, I'm, I'm planting trees now that I, I will never sit under. And I hope that I can live a life that in generations yet unborn, that they will say, hey, Willie Jolly came this way and made a difference. So we're grateful for every day. Uh, what's uh, coming up and we're excited about is lots of exciting new ventures. I want you to go to WillieJolly.com for updated re- responses and uh, new exciting ventures that we're working on. Now, today's guest is a guest who uh, I was sent this book by his publicist. And as soon as I opened it, I said, wow, this is a wow. Now, let me let me before I introduce him, his name, you'll know his name by his works. He he he's a, a renaissance man, literally a renaissance man. He served as the studio chief at Columbia Pictures co-chairman at Casablanca Films and uh, and Records and Filmworks, CEO of Polygram Entertainment, chairman and CEO of Sony Pictures, chairman and CEO of his current venture, Mandalay Entertainment Group. He's personally produced numerous films, and you've seen his works. His films have included The Color Purple, Midnight Express, Batman, and Flashdance. He's been... Honored for more than 50 Academy Award nominations, including Best Picture for Rain Man. In 2011, Mandalay, the kids are all right, won the Golden Globe Best Motion Picture and has been nominated for four Academy Awards, including Best Picture. He also, in in addition to that, like he doesn't have enough on his plate already, (laughs) he's a full producer, I mean, professor, professor at UCLA, a Harvard Business Review contributor, and a nationally weekly television show host. He currently oversees one of America's largest combinations of professional baseball teams and ventures and is owner and co-executive chairman of the Golden State Warriors. To say he is a busy man is an understatement. (laughs) And I'm honored to have him here. He's the author of a great new book, and I'm going to tell you more about this book in a minute. A great new book called Tell to Win, Connect, Persuade, and Triumph with the Hidden Power of Stories. His name is Peter Guber. Peter, are you there? I am here. Thank you so much for the lovely introduction. Well, it is true that you are a Renaissance man, and I am so grateful that you are able to take time out of your busy schedule to just to come and share with America's audience here uh, on the Willie Jolly Show ideas on how to become more successful, how to live their dreams, and how to really make the most of their lives. Let me first say by that when I got this book, 
the first thing I did, the first inclination, the first thought I had was hand this to my wife. (laughs) (laughs) You see, I'm a smart man, Peter. (laughs) I'm a smart man. But let me tell you why, not just because I'm a smart man in terms of I know who the boss is, but more importantly is the fact that my wife and I teach a class at our church and have been for a number of years uh, on presentation skills and communication skills skills for people who don't particularly get those. And and one of the facts we've told people for years is that facts tell, stories sell. Right. And if you want to be an effective communicator, you have to learn to tell great stories. Now, what you have done is taken it to the next level, not just to give a good presentation, not just to give a good speech or to try and influence people in your uh, stand-up meetings or something at your job. This is about selling your ideas and improving and impressing people with your thoughts by telling great stories. It is, folks, this is a book that has been needed to be written, and I am so glad, Peter, you wrote it. So tell us a little more about your your reason for writing the book. Well, I tell you what, here's a couple things. We only got a couple more seconds in this uh, minutes in this segment. Tell us real quick before we get to the book uh, what I left out or who Peter Goober is, where you came from, just a little background. Well, you told it all, really. I, um, I spent uh, the last many decades working in the entertainment business, virtually every part of it, in front of the camera, behind the camera, films, television, all over the world, running the companies, financing ex- exhibition, own, running uh, giant ex- exhibition theater chains like Lowe's. And so I've had a lot of experience, but really it's only in the last period of time, the last you know couple of years, that I got onto the fact that I had the accent on the wrong syllable, that it wasn't about storytelling, it was about telling purposeful stories, mm. about using the story as a vehicle for your aspirations, goals, to move other people to action. Mm. And you've done it wonderfully with that because absolutely right. It is about moving people to action, and a great story will impress people. I'd like to tell people when I do presentation skills training, I say, you know, people think in pictures. And a story is a great picture. And uh, if you said the word rose, well, what most people think of is a picture, a flower. No one thinks of the the letters R-O-S-E because (laughs) we are conditioned. We are uh, our brains work in pictures. And so you have done this. Let me tell you what, folks, what Bill Clinton says about this. In Tell to Win, Peter Goober masterfully demonstrates that telling purposeful stories is the best way to persuade, motivate and convince who you want to who you want to do what you need. And let me tell you, this is an incredible book. My wife and I have just gone through it. He has every every great thinker in the world is, has has really uh, endorsed it. And I'm going to be one, too. Even though I'm not on the book, I'm going to be able to say I endorsed it, too. We're going to come back in, a, in just a couple shakes. We're going to talk about the book, but we're going to start by talking about Peter's story, about how he has uh, been successful and what kind of thinking he has, because I believe the book is just an extension of his thinking. And great achievers... Think differently. We're going to share with you how to think differently so you can overcome your challenges and live the best life ever. This is Willie Jolly across America. And for sure, the best is yet to come. Afraid of flying. I always get my dreams on the ground. Life had Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new free gift page on my website. Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the All Access badge. On that page, you will find information and resources specifically designed to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, all sorts of interesting and informational interviews for my XM show. I'm telling you, this is a great page. And why do I do it? Because I've learned that the more we give, the more we get. And the more we help other people to grow and go to the next level, the more we receive in our business. So we want to help you. Tell your friends about it. Go to Facebook and get my information. Go to my website. Get my free resources. And get on wjspeaks.com and hit that all access badge. It looks like a backstage pass. Click it. You'll get behind the scenes information to the special page to help you grow. All we want in return, all we ask is that you pass it on because the more you give, the more you get. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. 
measure you get. You got to believe in your dreams. You got to believe in yourself. You got to believe that you have a creator who will never leave you nor forsake you because if you can believe it and conceive it, you can achieve it. Now, many people, they say they want to be successful, but they don't believe in their core that they can until they believe that it is almost impossible. Some stuff will drop in your lap, yes, but if you don't believe that you deserve it, you'll find a way to throw it off your lap. That is why we are always giving you the greatest thinkers in the world who have done it because they understand the power of believing in your dreams. They understand the power of thinking it through and saying, okay, that's what I want to do, and then I go about getting it done. And today's guest is no different. I just wrote a little note to myself uh, about this book. Uh, it's called Tell to Win, Connect, Persuade, and Triumph with the Hidden Power of Story. And I just wrote a little note to myself to say, not just a storybook ending, but the telling of a story to get to the ending you desire. And that's what I think this book will help you to do. I want you to go get a copy. It's on the bestsellers list. But... Get a copy for yourself and one for somebody you know who is going through uh, some challenging times or wants to learn how to become more persuasive because it's a powerful tool. Let me tell you, uh, in this book, he talks about how people like Arianna Huffington and the Dalai Lama and Steven Spielberg and Nelson Mandela have, and Muhammad Ali and Tom Cruise and many people who have had great success have sold their ideas on others, have persuaded people uh, on the power of a story. And Peter Goober has done it over and over again. Peter, thank you for being on with us. My pleasure. I'm glad you could invite me. It's nice. Uh, well, look, you are a, a, a renaissance man because you've done a lot of things. What What is the core, when you started your business, let's talk about when you started, how you learned the power of story. Because so there was a pe great piece in here that you wrote in the book that a couple times in your life, you didn't use the story and you came back and said, what was I thinking? And then you said, you know, I can change my situation by learning story. But what made you get this whole concept? What grew you to think like this? You know, I, I, I teach full time at, at, at UCLA in the graduate school there. And I would watch students who were really wonderful graduate students in their late twenties? They had been at work. They had been in a work uh, uh, environment for four or five years, and go back to business school to get their MBA. And they would um, invariably depend upon the, the metrics, the data, the facts, and the information. And you'd and you'd see them in the classroom in a more con you know congenial atmosphere. Talk about their lives. Talk about what their ambition was. Talk about their impressions and their dreams and their visions. And then they would get up for a presentation to talk about how they were going to present themselves to a business environment, to a, for a, a job, a, a, a new position, to try to get people in their group to work together. And they would just resort, resort to facts, figures, data, PowerPoints, slides. And I thought to myself, my God, you know, why did they abandon that? Why did they think that that's not a vital tool for them to utilize? Why couldn't they understand that that is the way we're wired? And I began to think about that, and then I began to research. I went to Ethiopia, to the most remote place in the world, where these storytellers from 40,000 years of you know, background were, have been telling the stories. And then I went to New Guinea. I went to the Aleutians. I went to different places in the world to look and see how that natural source that gave us for tens of thousands of years the ability to hold together, to create social cohesion, how and why it was, and then why it was abandoned. And then I set about to think about how I could help coach, teach, mentor, lead, and inspire other people to recognize 
that's all in them. It's like you said just a few minutes ago, something really interesting, really interesting. You said, you know, you can, you, you can, you can have all kinds of dreams and ambitions, but you've got to focus on them. You've got to believe in them. You've got to put your intention on them, not your attention. Because if you don't, you won't, what you focus on grows. And if you don't focus on that and you're not, you know, actually uh, driven by it, you will find a way not to make it work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you, you have just written a book that just I think is going to really be transformational for people because you have clearly said to people and for those who are just joining us, we're talking to Peter Goober. He is the uh, author of the new book, Tell to Win, which is a fabulous book. Uh, my wife cannot put it down and I'm just glad I was able to steal it from her and be able to read it myself because so, <laughs> she loves it. And, and let me tell you, Peter, um, we, we, we only teach this class uh, once every couple of years uh, at our at our church because we're so, you know, our, our, our schedules are so busy, but we try and do it at least once a year, but the last couple of years we've just been busy. But uh, we first thing she did when she got the book, the next day we walked in because we were on a plane when I, I let her see it, and she went right into it, and, and the next day we were uh, back at our class for that next uh, Sunday's service, and she pulled this book out and said, folks, I want you all to go get this book. This is exactly what we talk about because if you can learn to masterfully tell a story and uh, you wonder how Willie has uh, had success as a speaker over the years, folks. The reason is because Willie has become a good storyteller. And that's what I, I, I reiterate. I, I tell stories, and, and I said, if you'll listen to me when we do these classes, I tell you one story after another story after another because I've learned it's almost now unconscious competence that if I want to persuade somebody, tell them stories. And I, I do it with my son. My son knows that when he just finished law school, and he'll say to his friends, they say, what is your, what is your dad? He's a motivational speaker. What does he do around the house? He said he doesn't say much. When he wants to give me a lesson or a life lesson, he always tells me a story. And so you have done it so wonderfully in this book. Well, now let's talk about your your life lessons and your lessons that you've learned over the years. Uh, you've been uh, chairman of entertainment organizations. You've worked up the ladder. You you learned about the power of stories, and you've learned that stories will help you win, don't they? Well, they they're a magic uh, elixir. They they they're not snake oil, and what the Truth is, as you know, as a coach, teacher, and mentor, it's not a gift from me or you to them. It's in them already. They're right. wired that way. Everybody is wired that way. That's the way we have 40,000 years of, of wiring. The old digital technology and even television and radio is only one lifetime old. So the whole way that our tribe, all of the human beings, survived in a world where we were not fast as a cheater or big as an elephant or tough as a rhinoceros, what it was was through social cohesion, not Facebook and Twitter and, and LinkedIn, but by inter, interfacing communication between people to work together, to pass along the rules and values and, uh, and, and the statistics and, and uh, strategy of the tribe so they could survive. And that's what happened. And so the idea is my focus and yours is, is just to shine the light on something they already have inside them and to use it. And I think that's really the conundrum. Most people say, oh, I can't be like Willie. He says, I can't do that. I can't do this like Peter. Yes, you can. You're doing it all the time. Every time you talk about your family, your kids, the great experience you had at your church, the wonderful time you had in your business, the, the, the tragedy you overcame in your life, you're telling a story. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and what, you know, you just said something that was profound. You know, if we look back at our oral histories when we were growing up, and I know everybody has a history of somebody that they knew, a grandmama or uncle, aunt, they would tell you stories about Uncle Bobby or Aunt Susie and, right. and what they, how they, they made it through and how grandpa got, got his first house and the struggles he had to make and that was just a story right. and so you have done uh, uh, incredible things you you tell the story how a 19 year old magic magic johnson led the the lakers to victory by convincing his teammates to believe that he was kareem abdul jabbar when jabbar went down with the injury and magic had to play center and that was a, one of those magic moments uh not just uh on play the phrase but the fact that magic played uh, a role, and he told a story. He said, right. I can do that. Isn't that powerful? It is, because he could have stood up and said, oh, come on, guys, we can win. I'm good. I can do it. And, and they would have looked and said, no, we've lost our leader. Instead, he looked at their leader as the hero, Kareem, and he said, I'm going to step into the shoes. So when he walked on that plane, what did he do? 
that that plane that was going to the championship, you know, for yep. against Philadelphia. Yep. He, and Kareem wasn't there. Nobody ever sat in Kareem's seat on that plane. Nobody ever. Mm. What he do is he sat in the seat. Everyone, oh my God, he's sitting in the seat. And he stood up and said, "I am Kareem." He stepped into the hero's shoes, and he made them believe and focus on by telling the story of him being the hero for them, stepping into those shoes that they could do it. See, the truth is. Inspiration is even more important than perspiration. Mm. Attitude is even more important than aptitude. They are a difference maker. And narratives, stories, are the emotional transportation that ignite intention. They ignite attitude. They ignite passion. And that's why they're so powerful. And even more so, you can't pay forward statistics, facts, numbers, data, PowerPoints. But when you tell somebody a story, they become the viral advocates. They become the apostles of that story, telling it forward. They, in fact, they, in fact, become your forward presence in telling the story to others. It creates that kind of spiral, that kind of that kind of conflagration where people all of a sudden are ignited in a passion together in a goal. You can't do that with just figures, facts, and numbers. Not that they're not important. Figures, facts, and numbers are important. But they have to be proof of process, embedded into the story. The story is the emotional transportation that makes the facts, figures, and information resonant, memorable, and actionable. Absolutely. You could not have said that anymore. Uh, folks, I'm, lo- I'm loving this interview, folks. Let me tell you, I'm loving it. Now, y'all know I, got, I have great people. Uh, every week I have great uh, sports leaders like Ted Leonsis and Bob Johnson. But I am loving this interview because he is sharing with you some core philosophies for being massively successful and sharing your ideas. Because if you can't get your ideas out your head to somebody else's ear, they will never know what you're thinking. We're going to be right back. We've got Peter Guber on. We're talking about his book, Tell to Win. You've got to get this book. So stay tuned, everybody. You're listening to the Willie Jolly Show across America. And for sure, the best is yet to come. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and for years I've told people that in order to have a greater life, it starts by having greater individual days. If you have a great day and you repeat that great day seven times, you've had a great week. And you repeat that week four times, you've had a greater month. And then repeat that month 12 times, you've had a greater year and you're on your way to a greater life. And it starts with that individual day. I recommend you start each day with something powerful. I call it the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Rather than starting your day with bad news, how many people got killed or how many children got snatched or how many fires there were, I recommend you start your day with something to inspire and empower and encourage you to make this day a great day. We're excited to announce the start of Jolly TV on my Facebook page. Go to Willie Jolly, Willie.Jolly on Facebook. Just go to Willie.Jolly on Facebook and get ready for a great day and a great life. Have a great day on purpose. Ask yourself what the future holds for you. Headline news got you scared. Like everyone else, you want peace and happiness. But is there any chance of finding it out there? As you can think, as you can believe, so shall you achieve. You just got to think differently. And the sky's the limit. There's no limits. And I was talking to a group the other day, and I told them it's important to understand you have to have an abundance mindset. There's more than enough for everybody. There's more than enough. There's never too little. If you get an, a, a restricted mindset, you will begin, begin to behave like that. But there's a big mindset, a big world, a big gratefulness. And, you know, I like what Ben Carson said. He, have to have, he has to, you have to think big, bold, quantum leap. 
Don't think small. Think quantum leap. This quantums. And today's guest is going to help you. By the way, for those who are just joining us, you were listening to music from my money, making music and motivation uh, set. And you can get that at my website, willyjolly.com. And if you like to download it, you can download all of that music. Get a little sample of it absolutely free, in fact, on the website or on iTunes or on Amazon and all the different places. Now, my guest today is a renaissance man, to say the least. I'm very grateful that he was able to find time and his schedule to join us. He is the a, a, a Academy Award-nominated uh, and winning uh, uh, film producer, co-chairman of Casablanca Records and, uh, and Filmworks, CEO of Polygram Entertainment, uh, chairman and CEO of Sony Pictures. By the way, Polygram. Polygram used to have Mercury Records, didn't it, Peter? Yeah, it did. They had, they had, they had a lot of companies. It was... Polygram had a while uh, encompassed our RSO, Robert Stigwood, and it was, of course, it it, uh, it had a lot of different other labels. It was an international company out of Hamburg and out of Amsterdam. Uh-huh, because I, I, I used to be with a group that I was the lead singer for a group at Mercury Records, and I remember getting a check from Polygram. So. Hey, so we paid our bill. <laughs> Well, he is. Uh, he's also been uh, involved with the Color Purple, Midnight Express, Batman, Flash Dance. I mean, just one after another. He is also a full professor. He is co-chairman uh, of the Golden State Warriors. He's a busy man, but he understands the power of giving back, and he works with uh, graduate students, and he helps people to to live their dreams. And he's written this incredible book. It's called Tell to Win. And what is so impassioned about this is. He could have talked about make a lot of money, but he's giving you something that will help you live your dreams. And that's what I was just uh, so empowered about. I want you to make a lot of money, folks. I, I want you all to prosper, but you got to know how to do it. And sometimes people don't tell you the, the, the tools that are important and necessary and that they've used. In fact, Peter, you, um, you convinced Fidel Castro to let you televi- uh, televi- uh, take some television uh, programs of Havana uh, Harbor. How would you do that? Well, it's it's you know I guess um, it's a part of uh, of intuitiveness. And there was at that point in my life, I really didn't know the power of being able to tell your story, to be able to use the facts and figures and embed them in a story. I really didn't know it, which makes the point: you do it intuitively. Mm. You can improve the skill. You can not abandon the the, the talent and skill that you're endowed with. So I, I did it intuitively. And when I went back and wrote this book, I decoded my experiences where I did do it and was successful, when I didn't do it and it was unsuccessful. And I found that that was a, a, a secret sauce. The first thing you have to do when you want to move somebody to action, when you're in the room face-to-face, breathing the same air, looking, talking to them, the first thing you have to do is you have to motivate. But the trick is you're not motivating him or them or the group of them. You have to be self-motivated. Mm-hmm. Your story, your feet, heart, tongue, and wallet all have to be going the same direction. Why? Because when you walk into that room or rooms, your authenticity shines through. If you're not authentic, you're in trouble. And the brain, the mind, the heart, and the consciousness of your audience, your listener, your customer, patron, your churchgoer, your you know, charitable participant, they recognize that before you speak the first word. So your job is to become congruent and get that intention, your intention, very, very clear. It's intention before attention. Wow. Intention before attention. Now, you were the CEO of Columbia Pictures and uh, after they purchased by Sony, and you told a story about Lawrence Arabia. you got to tell us about that. Well, when I, when I, became, when I sold my public company to Sony, um, I became the um, chairman CEO. I realized when I looked at the company, I said, my God, this is really a mishmash. We have a Japanese owner 9,000 miles away. Most of the company is in New York. The other half of the company is in California. The rest of the company is spread all around the, the, the country. We have a disparate group of people that are maybe leaving the company because they've already made a big financial score with the stock and the sale. We, had, we were no longer a public company. We could no longer provide the incentives, the same kind of incentives to our employees. I mean, the, the American company, the international American company, wasn't a public company. And the, the, so the result was, how do you put to, pull together a group of disparate people in different industries and make them see a, you know, a really um, convincing picture of success that they can move towards, that they can strive, that they can tell? And, you know, it was really a challenge, you know, what, what to do. And literally by some fortuitous and I always believe that there are no accidents, but, but some fortuitous moment, I happened to be looking at a picture on the wall in the, in the bowels of one of the buildings when I was talking to someone on the phone, 
And I realized this was a picture of, of Lawrence pondering what to do. What was he pondering? What was he pondering? It was in this giant movie written by David Lean, Lawrence of Arabia. What was he thinking? When I went back and did the research, I just thought it was interesting. He was thinking the same problem. How do I, go, how do I get all of these disparate Arab tribes to work together to fight the Turks? who were, at that point, their enemy. What do I do? How do I get these people to stop quarreling and fighting? So what he did was, well, what I did was, I happened to see the, the film of Lawrence of Arabia and realized just what Lawrence did. He, he, he told them a story. He told them a story of what they thought was impossible. If they worked together in a certain way, and he told them the whole story, they could cross this desert, which nobody believed they could cross, and attack this tribe from the backside, and they and they had placed their guns going forward to the sea in Aqaba, and they placed their guns there because nobody believed that any any people could cross that Nefud desert. They did it, and they won the war, and they united all these tribes. But the point of the story was, if you don't have a vision, mm. you don't have a calling, if you don't have a collective view of what you want to do, you can't get anybody to do anything together. Mm, I love that. And for folks, if, if you've ever heard me speak uh, at any place around the country, you know in my book, uh, let's see, which book is it? It's set back and set up for a comeback. I have a quote by T.E. Lawrence, and it says, All men dream, but not equally. Those that dream at night in the dusty recesses of their minds awaken to find that it was just vanity. But those that dream by day are the dangerous ones. But they dream with their eyes open, and they can do incredible things when they dream with their eyes open. Well, T.E. Lawrence is Lawrence of Arabia. Wow, that's a good thing. I'm glad you pointed that out. That's a great thing. I'm going to use that. That's All right. I'll, I'll send it to you. Okay, okay definitely. I love that. <laughs> so you, you also tell a story about Michael Jackson used his pet snake to teach you a lesson about dramatic impact. Tell us about that. <laughs> Well, you know, here's the key. Um, whatever story you use, and you can use your own story as the best, or a story you observed, or a movie, or a television, or a book, or a news story, newscast, because it doesn't matter. All it is is a Trojan horse for you to embed all the information in. It doesn't have to be exactly about the subject. So the question was, when, when I was running Sony, Michael Jackson was a very critically important icon in the company who really uh, created an enormous amount of revenue and success for the company. And so when he called you and wanted to do something, you, you, you paid attention. Right. And he called and said, I want to, Peter, he says, I want to produce movies. I don't want to want to star in them. I want to make them. I want to produce them. And, of course, I thought, well, he's a wonderful performer. He's a super talented you know, musical person in every single field. But what does he know about storytelling? What does he know about drama? And, and you know, the idea that, that you know, that was a fair question. And I said to him on the phone, I said, you know, so how, you know, what will you, what skill sets do you bring to the fact of being able to look at what's dramatic, what's not dramatic in a story? Because you need conflict, you need conflict, challenge, and resolution. Every, every story needs that. Without that, there is, no, there is no narrative. There's no story. So he said, come over and have lunch with me. So at lunch, after lunch, he said, come upstairs. I want to show you something. We go upstairs. Uh, in the hallway, and there was a giant glass terrarium, a big glass like, like a box, say, but very long, probably about eight or ten feet long and about four feet off the ground and about three or four feet wide. And in the left-hand corner, all vegetation, all of a sudden I see this giant, giant snake, a boa constrictor, huge, and it's just sitting there looming, looking. I'm thinking, what's it looking at? He says, you don't know if I know John, look, look. look. He said, what do you see? I said, I see a snake. He said, no, look, look. Over in the other corner, behind a bunch of shaved wood shavings, was a little white mouse trembling away, just trembling. I said, yeah. He said, that's my snake. I said, it is? Yeah. What's his name? Muscles, he said. Well, he said, well, muscles have to be fed live snakes. Has to be fed live snakes. He only eats live food. I said, so, so what does that have to do with drama? He said, well, what do you think is going to happen? He said, I think the mouse is scared. I guess the snake is going to eat him. That, that's not drama. Yeah. The drama is the snake creates fear, the mouse is frightened, neither one knows when the other one's going to be taken. That's what the drama is. Not that it'll happen, but how and when. Wow. And then he explained, and, and immediately realized, I realized that he understood that emotional transportation. And he often, and he said to me, things were many movies where you know the ending, the Titanic, the, we know later that the, right. the, the, the ship sunk, or in Apollo 13, we know that the, the, the spaceship returned safely to Earth, but we don't know how or when. And that's the drama. Wow. That's, that, that's the drama that you want to make sure any story you use, you want to make sure it has some conflict challenge resolution. I it has that. that component to it. Wow, folks, you are getting some 
I mean, brilliant ideas here. You're listening to Peter Gooper on the Willie Jolly Show. We've got one more segment. Y'all stay tuned because I've got some more questions to share with him to share some information with you to help you change your life. This is Willie Jolly, and for sure, the best is yet to come. Now all my heart wants to do is fly. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life, and I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500, and that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you. Grow your mindset. Grow your future. Grow your finances. Go to WJSpeaks.com. Dot com slash billionaire. WJSpeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and will help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to WJSpeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. You believe. If you believe you can achieve incredible results, I always love listening just to the beginning of that song. And as I said, it's on my Money Making Music CD, but I'm telling you, just to hear it every time I hear it just inspires me. Well, you're listening to Willie Jolly across America, and I'm grateful for each and every one of you who make this a uh, a part of your weekly routine. I'm thankful for many of you who stop me in airports and, and send me emails. Continue to send me emails, please. Facebook messages, LinkedIn, and and tweet, uh, t- Twitter. Uh, I'm so grateful for all of you who say this has changed your life. And, and you know, I, I, really, I really am uh, serious when I say you're not just being changed by these interviews. I'm being changed by these interviews. Every single time I get the opportunity to, to, to get around great people. One of the things I tell audiences, if you want to be great, start to hang out with great folks. And uh, they, are, they are more apt to help. They are very open and clear-minded to, hey, I want to help you, but most people aren't serious. So when you find somebody who's serious, they'll, they'll want to help you. So be serious. Stay tuned to these shows and get these great informational uh, interviews in your mind. Today's guest, I'm, uh, I want to tell him one more time. Peter, first of all, Peter Goober is just a a, a, a renaissance man. Uh, everybody from Daniel Pink, Robert Iger from uh, Walt Disney Company, Dr. Oz, uh, John Chambers of Cisco, uh, George Clooney, uh, Roger Ailes, CBS uh, uh, CEO of Fox News, Bill Clinton, and it goes on. Everybody has endorsed this book, and I'm endorsing it now, too. So uh, where can you get the book, uh, Peter? Uh, you can get the book at any bookstore or Amazon.com uh, or BarnesandNoble.com or any of the retailers in, in, in airports and in, 
in the country. It's doing well. It was number one in New York Times and number one on Amazon and number one on USA Today and number one on Wall Street Journal. It made it all number one. Wow, you are incredible. That is fantastic, folks. Uh, and I know why, because this book is fantastic. You will learn. See, what, what I think I love about this is uh, Peter has been a major success story. He's got success over many areas of his life. And yet he learned that there were some principles that he, you could use to be successful in your life as well. And if you use these principles and you're consistent in these principles, you'll be able to do incredible things. Well, uh, Peter, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, you, you say there's some lessons you learned that were different between the entertainment industry and the sports industry. And I, I want to kind of get some of those lessons out. Well, you know, the idea is, in, in all the businesses and in all the life, whether it's contrib- contributing to your church or trying to get a charity or trying to get your family, the you know, we're all analog folks. We're not digital. We're just people. You know, at the end of the day, that's where you are. The fan in the, in, the, in, the, in the stadium or watching it on television, a sports team, is a person. Or listening to your show or watching you or reading your books is a person. And we're all actually wired the same way. So the idea is what happens is whenever you want to move somebody to action, when you want to move someone or a group of people, whether it's your family, whether it's your church, whether it's your friends, whether it's your business, whether it's customers, clients, patrons, patients, when you want them, the guidelines are all the same in all these enterprises. They're all the same. They're just interchangeable components. So you have to be motivated yourself. That means intention before attention. You must be authentic. You must let that authenticity shine through. You must get in state, meaning you have, as you said, you must really want this. You must focus on what you want. Then you must look at the people that you're talking to, whether it's in a sports arena, whether it's in a church, whether it's in a, a company, whether it's a product, whether it's a family. Don't think of them as customers, clients. They protect their groin and their wallet that way. Think of them as audiences. Aim at their heart. And when you do that, you have to cut through the noise of their life and get their attention first, getting their attention. And that's the crucial element. And the way to get their attention, be interested. Don't try to be interesting. Be interested in what's in it for them. They're going to look at it through that lens. If you come to that lens, they will pay attention, and then you will get their intention to pay it forward. And then the third part is make sure you understand what your goal is. Why are you in that room? Why are you talking to that person or persons? What, is you, what do you want? If you walk into that room or walk into that space and you're hiding it, forget it. You've got to pride it, not hide it. If you're not hiding it, they're going to get that you're hiding something and they'll lose trust. You won't have a relationship. And finally, the key to the tell, telling the story, is remember it's a dialogue, not a monologue. Let them participate. They want to be participants, not passengers. Then find any story that you can find on the subject, about the subject, do a little bit of research, movies, television, books, radio shows, uh, uh, metaphor, analogy, history, and use it to get their emotional connection. You're in the emotional transportation business. Mm, folks, I hope you got that. He just told you how to convince your boss, your client, your 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 mate, your partner, your wife, your husband, your your friend, your your children, how to convince people to understand and and to influence them to decide to do what you want them to do. I'm telling exactly you. Exactly right. This is a awesome process and if you'll use it it will have a profound and parents i'm telling you parents you can use this in your personal dealing with your children because children want to they want to they want their thing and you want them to do that your thing and and if you can convince them by telling a story they they will be um you will you will be amazed at how they will respond so here's the amazing thing willie yes one amazing more comment yes totally true yes here's the thing there are no side effects. You don't have to call your doctor after four hours. <laughs> your hair doesn't fall out. There's no risk. You know, it's, it's a guarantee. There's, there are no side effects. So the point is you just do it, and you have no da- downside. So why not try it? Why not recognize before you go into the room to get yourself in state, find a tool that's a story to be able to use to get their attention and load down the information. And the idea of recognizing that the more you do it, the more joy you'll have and the better you'll be. Right. And and you and, and in fact, what's you, you put in your and, and these notes that I love? It says, uh, what's the simplest way we can start applying great story? And you just said it. Yeah. Practice, practice, practice yeah. and do it. And, yeah. and it's natural because you, you really realize everybody in your audience is doing it all the time. Right. And then when it comes time for the chips are down and they want to get somebody to do something, whether it's their family, the church, their school, their, 
They abandon it. Yes. Well, last couple things. We only got a couple minutes left. I, I want to say, ask you a couple questions, oh. kind of off the book, but yet in the book. I'm sure it's in there. As a, uh, as a, as an ent- entrepreneur, entrepreneur, CEO who has built a successful business. We've been through a tough economic time. What do you tell your friends, your family, your loved ones, how to get through the tough economic time? What kind of thinking must they have? You know, every problem is. You know, is an opportunity and work close. Mm. You, 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 you have to recognize that you, you don't get it fully born. They don't walk in and say, oh, you won the clearinghouse sweepstakes. Here's $10 million to change your life. Mm-hmm. You, you can't wait for that. If you do wait, wait for that, you'll be waiting forever. So the idea is you have to focus on what you want. Just like you said in the beginning of the show, you must focus on what you want. You must believe and be unconditionally committed to it. If you do that, then God draws to you what you need to accomplish. They, you, you know, let God take care of those details. You must be unconditionally committed to it. And when you want to move somebody else to action in those times, whether it's your boss, your partner, your employee, you must paint the picture. You must cast your line over the horizon and paint the picture and be pulled to it, not try to push to it. So that that, that vision, that, if you will, that calling becomes powerful. It, 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 it engages people on an emotional level. It engages people on a subconscious level. And therefore, all of their life energy is focused on getting to that goal. And you ask any successful person, they'll all tell you that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Folks, you have gotten just incredible, incredible value-packed points today. Pearls, as I like to say. You've gotten pearls. Uh, I'm going to go down a few of these points in the last minute we got. This book tell you, tell to win, uh, will tell you what? Move your listeners' hearts and their feet and wallet will follow. Am I right, Peter? That's exactly. If you can't aim at their feet or wallet, you've got to aim at their heart. Mm, Aim at the heart. Uh, A purposeful story is a call to action. Be sure to make your call. Right. If you don't go in knowing what you want, you're going to get what you don't want. And be sure, he said it just now, but make sure you get it what's in it for them, not what's in it for you. If you tell what's in it for them, they will move. You bet. If, if, if their interest, if, you, if, you're, if you're interested instead of being interesting, you'll get their attention. This one I love. Real quick, I got a minute left. Get your audience to step into your hero's shoes. Yeah, what you've got to do is you recognize when you tell that story, you make them a participant, not a passenger. You have them step in so they can see themselves in that position having that experience. And finally, employ the element of surprise. Yeah, you know, the idea of we like certainty, but variety is part of what life's about. So when you want to surprise them, you want to give them in the story, in the narrative, in the tell, some energy that says, I don't know what's coming, but I love what came. I love it. (laughs) Peter, you are fabulous. Thank you, my friend, for being on. I know this is a longer interview than you used to doing, but I'm so grateful that you took time to be with us. And I'm grateful for your time and energy and great support for you. And thank you, all your your audience. I appreciate it. I'll be in touch with you soon. God bless you, my friend. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, what a great interview, folks. Is that incredible? You have been blessed today. And I want to thank my my producer, Steve Robinson, for making it happen and helping us pull this off. This is Willie Jolly, and for sure, the best is yet to come. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.